Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. All I can say is OMG. This has been a hell of a week, a hell of a ride. I hope you guys have enjoyed free agency thus far. Man, this show, this whole show is just going to be reactions and also how you can look for these recent moves to tie into fantasy. But we have some things to discuss, I'll say, in the very least. With that being said, I am your fantasy football fiend himself, Zay. As always, I got my boy with me, Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, Bro Joe. Holla at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, fantasy fiend family? Man, let's hop right into it obviously we're going to be starting the show with the domino of dominoes of this offseason has fallen deshaun watson now has a team we thought that it was going to be the falcons we thought it was going to be the saints and it ultimately ended up being the browns which was a money move for sure they do have the talent on the team to make it a attractive place just for football reasons, but 230 mil guaranteed, damn sure it don't hurt. I can't even begin to tell you the gamut of emotion and the different thoughts that I had with this move because it's going to affect quite a bit. Um, that division is now possibly one of the best divisions in football. You have a quarterback who should now have access to the best weapons he's had in his career. You have a team in the Browns that now have done what they have needed to do for such a long time, which is just bite the bullet, give up whatever assets that you have to and get the guy that should be with you long term and should take you to the next level. Because in that division, you have to go against Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson and now Trubisky. Trubisky might be the, the the weakest link of the of the bunch at this point. Well, he is the weakest link in the bunch. But with those teams in that division, you're talking about weekly fantasy studs. So you got Amari Cooper that's playing with Watson. You have Donovan Peoples-Jones that's playing with Watson. You have Njoku, who was just franchised. You have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Um, there's several names that we are very familiar with that are going to be affected positively by this move. Uh, man, I was definitely surprised by the move. I mean, especially, especially considering that the Browns were out of it. You know, right. it was supposed to be the team that was out of the running. Uh, but hey, that type of money will make you go to wherever, bum, you know what, Idaho and play football. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's $80 million more than I think Rodgers yep. just got guaranteed. It's, it's like, well, what's next? Because, you know, usually in the market, because he's pretty much reset the market, if you think yeah, about it. I mean, absolutely. in a, in a, in a ridiculous way. So what does that mean for somebody like a Lamar Jackson? Like, like well, since he's next up, I mean, because usually the guy next up usually, you know, tip the other guy. So 
in this aspect, that may not happen because yeah, you have to not, like, you know, what I mean, like, that's like outrageous. But he's an outlier. You you can't um, you can't set the next contract based on that one because this that can't be the norm unless teams just don't unless teams just want to use a ridiculous amount of their cap space. Yeah. Everybody ain't able. I think uh, the Browns definitely got a sweet deal on this. I didn't think they give up too much. I, think they gave I didn't just, either. You know what I mean? They give just enough. They didn't give up any assets as far as players. That was a good thing, too, because I was really thinking that maybe someone like a Kareem Hunt would be a throw-in on a deal, something like this. I didn't especially, understand why, why they wouldn't go at the play. Like, like yeah, especially they got okay, but man. Especially considering that they don't have a running back themselves. Right, so exactly. I would, I would think a Kareem Hunt would have been thrown in this deal. Or maybe you would see a clowny back in Houston, you know what I'm saying, Look, type of deal. But Even Dearness Johnson. He's better than the running backs that are currently on the Houston Texans. Yeah. So this I mean, is a something. sweet, sweet deal. I think it makes the Cleveland Browns a uh, Super Bowl can, not favorite, but they will contend. They will be a Super Bowl contender moving forward with this move. Yeah, that's that's exactly my sentiment too. I think they have to be a Super Bowl contender at this point. Like that's crazy. Deshaun, Amari, and they still, like you said, they still have assets and a ton of money because Amari just did his deal over. And then with Deshaun Watson, he's only counting a million this year. Yo, so let's let's talk on that aspect. So, this dude is a mad scientist. So he said, "Okay, well, I'm gonna get this 230 million guarantee, but I tell you what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna give us an all-in year because you're only gonna have to pay me a million dollars this year, just one million dollars. Not only is this gonna be an all-in year for us, but if I do get suspended, the game checks that you'll be taking will be based on my salary only being a million dollars this year instead of the Instead of the about eighty million per year that I'll be getting going forward, so yeah, you bearing me all all the props for that. That's a smart deal, the GM. I mean, kudos yeah. to the kudos to his agent. Right, exactly. You know that, the agent was spot on, man. He, he yeah. covered every base. Right. I mean, think about this is it's unheard of. You see a guy that's missed a whole year and come back and just fell up, bang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who cared about that year after this kind of payday? So. Wow. And it may open the door to other quarterbacks. Now, granted, his missing of the year wasn't wasn't a, a holdout per se. He oh. said that he would have, um, but you know, his his missing is, is a little bit different than most. This may open the door to big name quarterbacks saying, Hey, if you don't want to pay me, I'll just sit a year. And then when we see what the quarterback market is in that particular offseason, it will kind of take some reading of the tea leaves, but if the quarterback market is going to be kind of down in that particular offseason, you can fall up the same way Deshaun just did. That that was a ridiculous move to be made money-wise and, like I said, football-wise. You actually have, of the Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Panthers, of the teams that he could have chosen from, in all honesty, the Browns had the best football team. Oh, for sure. So if they're going to break the bank that way, and they had the best football team. It was almost a no-brainer at that point. I mean, this is a no. I mean, this is the best quarterback that Cleveland Browns have had in their history. Let's Ever. just be like that's just what it is. At least as long as I've been living, this isn't Bernie Kosar. This isn't Tim Couch. You know what I'm saying? This isn't those guys. Like this is the best quarterback they have had. I, I, I can't remember one better. I mean, maybe some else can, but I mean, so Hell, I Baker that, was the best quarterback they had had to this point. So I know their fans are ecstatic. Yo, the AFC is just, I don't it's like the Coliseum in uh, Rome. It's going to be a brawl. Like, you speak of this division, the AFC West, along with this division, like, you had never seen this 
I mean, you very you very well have out of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, and the ten top ten quarterbacks in the league, it's maybe like nine or eight. It's probably eight in the AFC. How do you, just in these two divisions alone, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's ridiculous. And the AFC East ain't that far behind if Tua can catch up. We ain't talking about that, but <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I'm like, just saying. Josh like, Allen is a stud. I think Mac is on his way. I mean, a couple I mean, of steps taken. It almost this is a this is unprecedented because we now almost have as many quarterbacks as we have teams. That's never been the case. It's always been some team without any semblance of a quarterback. Not now we almost have a, a good enough quarterback for every team. It's just how you want to build. Exactly. It's truly in the in the NFC, man. It's like it's it's gonna be like a maybe a three team race, but in the AFC, it looks like anybody can get it. And it's going to be whichever team remains the healthiest maybe at the end or playing the hottest at the end of the season because, like I said, man, besides Rodgers and Brady, you name the quarterback. Besides Rodgers and Brady, you name the you name the quarterback. No, 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 no. You didn't let me finish my statement, so you know what I'm saying. Besides Rodgers and Brady, you name the quarterback, and they're in this they're over there in the AFC. Yeah, Stafford is good, but I still have him behind a lot of these other guys when it comes to being, you know, a quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. That's cool. But he's not better than Watson. He's not better than Holmes. He's not better than Russ. You know what I'm saying? They may be on He's not not better than Russ, man. I don't don't know about that. He's not better than Russ. There's nothing to think about. I don't know about that. He's had two of the best. He's given two of the best. Well, not of the best. The two best seasons to a wide receiver in NFL history come from Stafford. Don't matter. The boy can throw the ball. It doesn't he, he can't. He can't. I mean, Jeff George can throw the ball. I know he can throw the ball, but not Jeff George. They still question nobody that kind they, of. They still. Qu- okay, let's back you up then. Cunningham. You know, I'm a NFL almanac, uh, encyclopedia, if you want to call it. Randall Cunningham. Okay. Look at the look at the year that he gave Randy Moss. Wasn't one of the two best years in NFL history. But it was a, it was nuts. But I'm just saying, like, you're talking about a guy that Randall Cunningham, who was not known for being this stud quarterback. He was, you know, doing a running around and all that in Philly. Mm-hmm. But by the time he got to Minnesota, it wasn't like that. But when you get with a guy like Randy Moss, look at the numbers that he put up. So what I'm saying is they still questioning right now if Stafford's even a Hall of Famer, is they? That's a question right now. People don't that, even know. Hold that, on. That's, that's not his talent. That's based on the team he was on. Detroit no, no. has been horrible. No, no. I say Hall of Famer. That's an individual. I, I, that's a, I know. We speaking on, we're not speaking on teams. We're speaking on individual. I said Russ is better. He individually Indiv- played with Detroit. They were garbage. It doesn't, forever. It doesn't it does matter. matter. Bro. It does not matter. That well, does not I, matter. I, Okay. I definitely think Russ is the better quarterback. They, they're questioning but if he's right a Hall of Famer. Right underneath Russ is Stafford. Right. I'm not saying he's far off, but Russ is better. I mean, answer this. Would Russ win with the Rams last year? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but, 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 but again, Russ has never gave, given any, and he's had some very talented receivers. He's never given any of his wide receivers the best wide receiver season in NFL history. Stafford has done it twice. That's all I'm saying. If if he if he had had in Detroit what he has with the Rams, or even you may not be able to produce exactly what he has with the Rams, but if he had any semblance of that, he could have had way better. Detroit is the reason why his numbers aren't better than what they are. Detroit is the reason why we don't look at him in the same esteem as some of these other quarterbacks. And he showed you in year one. Listen, man, it don't matter if your team is good. If you're good, you're going to stand out. You're gonna be that guy. Barry Sanders was playing with that he same oh, Barry he Sanders did. was playing with that same sucky Detroit team, and he's considered he didn't play with to, the same team. That was a complete generation before him. Bro, 
the generation wasn't no different. Detroit wasn't wasn't like that when Barry was there. It was it the was, same. It, it was similar to the same Detroit team that they had when Stafford was there. The same type of records. The same. Uh, if they do get the playoffs, beating the first round type. But it's the same setup. What you mean? And this guy's considered the best, probably running back of all time. So it don't matter because my team suck. That means something. It doesn't mean anything. It means right. Barry Sanders could have been even better than what we saw him to so be had he not been on that team. He's considered the, maybe the best running back of all time. He could be yes, better. because of his I, talent. But because I of his talent, yes. Also, he he like, would have broken Emmett Smith's record no, if no, he had he been on a team like the Cowboys. No, no he didn't break Emmett Smith's record because he decided to retire early. That's it. No. <laughs> no. All right, man. He would have broken it. <laughs> Come on, that's man. What are you talking question. about, bro? Barry what do you mean? He, he retired early. He would have been broke off if he kept playing. He didn't have a line at all. He didn't have a line his whole career. He would have doing what he doing. He see the highlights, but they don't show how many times he got rocked because there was no damn offensive line. You're telling me is he wouldn't have better numbers if he was with a better team. That's literally what we're arguing right now. No. He wouldn't be better with a whole line. No, you're all over the place. What I'm saying is you speak on the the Emmitt Smith record. That record was all over the place. It started with the fact that if Stafford was on a better team, we would regard him in a higher esteem. He would be he would have better numbers. It's the same thing. I think an argument to that if Russell was asked (laughs) to pass more or be more of a vertical passer, we'd have this he without question he'll be better. In our offense, we never asked him to pass the ball a lot. You look at all his numbers and yardage, it's like it's nowhere near what he about to do with Denver. I think statistically, I can he might that. go for five thousand yards. I can without agree with breaking that. a sweat with Denver. That's one of the reasons he left because he said it was his his legacy was on the line. Like they, yeah. they won't let Russ cook. So yeah, we, we, you know, we didn't like him. I I can, I can see that being the case. Speaking of Russ, let's go ahead and move on into that topic. Russell uh, Wilson traded to Denver. Didn't they end up paying more than what Cleveland paid for Watson? Essentially. Yeah, you put it that way. Because they both gave up, you know, three picks. But I believe that Seattle's picks are going to be a little higher than what Cleveland's picks are going to be. So, I mean, they, they kind of actually gave up more for us than, you know, Watson. That, that's neither here nor there. But at any rate, huge fantasy implications. Russ himself, as Joe just alluded to. But then the wild receivers that are going to be catching these passes that are going to get him to that five grand. Man, it's just a matter of with this one, is he going to lock on to a guy? Or is it going to be a whoever's open because I don't know none of you yet? Because, I mean, literally all the way down to Hamler, I'm looking at Albert O tight end, you know, obviously Jerry Judy, obviously Sutton, their entire roster on offense. All them boys can catch the ball. So is does it end up getting spread out so evenly that I think they'll all still be a value unless we start hearing, you know, the rumbles in preseason and things of that nature. When we see a couple of preseason games and things like that, that can kind of make them shoot up some draft boards. But I think based on what has happened over the last couple of years, their draft stock will be a little lower than what it should be. Where, where, do, where do we think they can ascend? Do we think he's going to lock on to a specific receiver based on what we've seen in the past from him? How do we see this panning out? As far as the the Russell Wilson and the Broncos, his effect on the Broncos. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, my my in my opinion, uh, Sutton would probably be the guy because he's, okay. he fits the skill set. I know people want to be like you know Jerry Judy, but he's a great route runner and all that. But Russ is a guy that pushed the ball downfield. He's the best deep thrower of the football we got in the NFL, in my opinion. I don't say he has the biggest arm, but he has the the, the best arm, the best accurate big arm that we have. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that fits Sutton. You know, he's a guy that likes to yeah. get vertical. He's going to throw it to whoever's open. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's going to just lock in the one guy. But I just do see Sutton being the the guy that stands out amongst the group of guys that's there. That's funny because I can see Jerry Judy being drafted before Sutton. I don't see – if people watch football, I don't see why. Because he's coming off the injury. He's kind of burned a couple people. And then, especially when you're looking at PPR leagues, Judy should be the chain mover, even if Sutton is the big play guy. I, I don't know. I, I could just see Judy being the guy that it, people are a little bit more comfortable with, just based on the fact that he has the Jets. He can get past people, but he's less likely to have those down games to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, but we see what, you know, look at guys' numbers like Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. And even I can see Judy being the Lockett and Sutton being the DK. Uh, I, no, I think Sutton. I don't know. Be, Tim Patrick nah. is. Uh, yeah, I don't see Judy. I don't see Judy being neither one of them guys because he don't get as vertical. He may move some chains and get some first downs, but look but at you when, saw the routes he was missed on where he got past the DBs. And he mm-hmm. did get vertical and was just missed. Yeah. I mean, it it was some bad misses, man. It was some. It look. It was worse than the low lights from uh, Baker. In some instances, like it was bad. And then you just mentioned Tim Patrick. I mean, that's a third guy. Like Russ has never really had a third guy. And Tim Patrick does not drop the ball. If you get it to uh, what Vander just said, you know, one of the most accurate passers and one of the best pass catchers when you look at, you know, passes within his vicinity being caught, this dude does not drop the ball. So that's why I'm asking, is it going to end up being one of those things that because all of them are so and then and then you still got him or you still got Albert. Oh, he literally got like five to six targets that are all to a certain extent, although they have different talents are somewhat on the same level. And that kind of scares me for everybody but Russ. Am I tripping or like? Well, I see it more so playing out like the Steelers. If uh, we go back to what, 2021 or 2022, they had it where Deontay had 169 targets. Claypool had 105. Friar Move had 79. Oh, we can go by this year. I'm looking at this year. And the Kill Harris had 94. I think that is realistic that we can take these same numbers and move it wherever way. I do agree where Sutton might be the clear one as far as targets. But we know receptions and targets are two different things. And then it's a toss-up because on paper, Tim Patrick should be two, but it's all on the maturation of Judy. Judy is like the wild card. Judy could easily be the second in targets. It's all depending on where he matured because I think raw talent, he's the probably the best receiver on the team. But mm-hmm. where it stands now, Tim, pa- Tim Patrick and Sutton is duking it out, my personal opinion. And in, in the, the contracts that they just recently got tells you that that's what the Broncos think. Yeah, and I think what's bodes well for Russell, he's never had these big of a targets. Like, both of them never. are 6'4". Yeah. Just dumb two by himself. And then Albert I was looking Owen at exactly it. small either. Yeah, Tim Patrick runs like a 4-4, and he's 6'4". Like, that's ridiculous. That's like Matt, having Metcalf for, for Russell by himself. I Tim think, Patrick will be a value this year, I promise you. I don't know who's going to go before Judy or... Uh, Tim, but I, I think the upsides with Judy, obviously. Yeah, I, I think Judy get drafted before Tim in draft. Oh, leagues. definitely, definitely. Sure. But Tim, Tim could mess around and end up being the. Fa- he has the speed. He's going to catch the ball. He's one of those guys that cornerbacks don't really get too many interceptions on because he'll Ooh. turn into a DB himself. He could easily become a favorite target of Wilson, like I, easily. Um, that's he, what I'm he saying. With t- the, he won't be guarded by the top corner. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We can just look at the Steelers and we can just see, like I said, 169, 105, 94, 79. We can take those same numbers and give them to the Denver receivers, and that mm-hmm. play well in fantasy. And plus, Tim Patrick it will be the go-to in the red zone as well as Sutton. So 
Even if he don't yeah. get the yards, he's definitely gonna get the touchdown. He can't, you know. And then with that high power of an offense as far as getting the ball through the air, my God, what kind of lanes is Javante Williams gonna have? We bury in the lead. Javante might be in the most advantageous position of any of these guys on offense for the Broncos. He he may mess around and sneak into the back end of the first round for some um, drafts. Somebody's gonna believe in him that much. I don't I think, think he, in the first round. I don't think he get picked. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, he will. He definitely. Yeah, will. I'm saying like, he's. I mean, yeah, he definitely will. He is. He, he. I think this is a guy that can very easily finish top five. I put yes. you like that. Yes, in the season. That's what he, I'm saying. He won't get drafted in the top five, but he could definitely finish top five for sure because his I uh mean, his yards at the contact are up there. You know what I'm saying? Um, hard he don't have a full head of steam because yeah. you got you got to look out for all them receivers. And again, they're big dudes. So you when you look at the lanes that those receivers are going to create, they have an O line, they have a, a a quarterback that can run the ball. I mean, you can't pay attention to him. You can't. If the safety get caught cheating against one of the best deep ball throwers in the league, you instead of giving up 10 yards, you just gave up a touchdown. I really think Russ will return back to MVP form this year. I think he'll be an MVP candidate this year. That makes everybody on the Broncos offense a value because they're not going to go where their ceiling would actually indicate that they could end up being. So we have the uh, good and the great. We also have the bad and the ugly. So Baker Mayfield will now be traded somewhere. Right now, it's looking like the Colts and the Seahawks are going to duke it out for his services. Y'all know how I feel about Baker, and and now you see how Cleveland feels about him as well. He's better than Locke. If you're just trying to hold it in the road and rebuild out in Seattle, I can see you kind of going in that direction. But the thing about it is, he's up for a contract next year, so... It almost feels like kind of like what the Lions did with getting Jared Goff. But Jared Goff, in my opinion, is a better quarterback than Mayfield. Like, how far do you commit? Do you really, if you're Seattle, yes, this gives you the opportunity to run the ball the way you want to, which when you got rid of Russ, I think you really should have got rid of Pete Carroll, too. You need a whole rebuild. You need a whole restructuring of the football psychology that you utilize. You're utilizing shit that worked. 15 years ago, and it's it's not going to work now. So having Baker Mayfield does give you the ability to do exactly what Cleveland did, which is run the ball as much as humanly possible. But good luck with all the quarterbacks that are in your conference that you're going to have to go up against that can put up points easily. Or there's talk that the only other team may be New Orleans. And honestly, Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. So maybe maybe the Panthers, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I, I don't see him being much of an upgrade for anyone. Um, if I'm any of those teams, I would go at the Gartner Minshew before Baker Mayfield just based on the money that I would save. I can give Gartner a three-year contract right now and have the same effect on the team offensively, if not better, than what I would take to sign up Baker Mayfield right now and the money that he would require. So if I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I don't spend any uh, draft capital on a, on a Baker Mayfield. I mean, you just took a haul in. There's no need to start shooting it out the window. You know what I mean? Just because you say you want to start in quarterback. He's not the guy. I agree totally. I'd rather bring in a Gardner Minshew or someone of that nature who's pretty much the same person to me. There's not a difference between him and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield just got commercials. You know what I'm saying? So Facts. It's, it's not really a difference between as far as the play on field. Also, if you're the New Orleans Saints, I'm the same way. Like, if you're not making a move for – it, I guess it depends if you want to win now. You know what I mean? Uh, if you want to win now, then 
this guy is also still available. I mean, the Atlanta Hulk, the Atlanta Falcons are even considering Matt Ryan being a move. You know what I mean? They so might as well. I'd rather go after a veteran, someone of that nature, versus bringing in like a Baker Mayfield for me. At least I know this guy's going to give me one or two years, two or three years, and be out of the window, and I can draft his uh his replacement with some of those picks I got from Denver. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but you can I, go I, ahead and draft his replacement now. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't so, owe him anything. He brand new to the team. Right. So, nah, Baker Mayfield, absolutely not. He should be a backup. Well, he'd be a great starter in the FXL. He can call Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he, like I said, if you want to win now, he ain't your guy. You just want to put some. I mean, like I said, the Carolina Panthers, I mean, yeah, why not? But Seattle, I'm not giving up any of my draft capital for this guy. No, I was going to say I agree. Like, it, it's, it makes no sense to get him. But he, but due to his salary being $18 million, he's considered a backup. So somebody will take a chance on him. I just don't like he's I don't think it's Seattle. I think it's either we play a year with Watkins and then see what we get next year or, you know, we draft somebody this year. I think those are the only two options in Seattle. We got Mitchell Trubisky. He's now a stealer. So with Mitchell Trubisky, do we think that he has be, been reinvented, um, revamped, upgraded with his time with his coaches and behind the tutelage of one Josh Allen? We think we may see a different Trubisky um, with the Steelers, or do we think we're going to see more of the same that we saw in Chicago? I'm surprised by this move a little bit. They went to Pittsburgh. i tell you what, I think they got what? Is, it, is his name Canada? Matt Canada? Yeah. Is they over like yeah. the OC? I would love to see Trubisky with the OC before. What's the OC that the Steelers had one time before with the Haley? black with the black stringy hair? Yeah, Haley. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I might would like it a lot better if Haley was the OC. Um, but um, I don't know, man. I hope he 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 can. Uh, I think the talent is there. I don't think the kid. I think he's a talented kid. Let's just see if the if it makes sense, if it matches. You know, yeah. this system matches his skill set because that's really what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah. Sometimes it's just because all these guys are talent. I mean, but does the the skill set match the the mind of the OC and what they really want to do? But when they had hey, I like Haley when he was with uh, the Steelers as far as you know his play. He had a bad there. attitude everywhere he went. Nobody can keep him around but for so long. Yeah. Now, I think I would like Trubisky better under his tutelage, but um, we'll see. We see how, how it works, you know, what I mean? because Canada just got there, and he hasn't really shown much, I guess, of yet because he had a, I guess, a down quarterback. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He got the weapons though. The weapons yeah, are for him to succeed. Exactly, and that's oh, why I was. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that too. Like with Matt Canada, like they really sim- overly simplified the offense because Ben Roethlisberger was still recovering from that elbow reconstruction. So they super simplified the concepts to work with the skill sets of the wide receiver. So, like you said, Van, we don't know what his actual offense is, but it did pretty well because for the first few weeks, people couldn't figure it out until they did. And then we saw what happened. The thing that I'm looking at that will bode well for Trubisky. He went to a team that is traditionally uh, close to the best, and they don't really make splashy moves very often. So they're going to give him the opportunity to prove himself. There are a couple of teams he could have been one and done or two and done. I believe they're going to literally give him an opportunity to kind of win this job, if you will. The other thing is, as Vander alluded to, the weapons. 
unlike in Chicago, he has weapons at every level. So no matter what his particular skill set or talent is, there's a wide receiver that can get it done for you. If you want to throw deep, you got one of those. If you want to keep it close to the line, you got one of those. If you prefer a big guy like a tight end, you got one of those. If you prefer to throw it out of the backfield to a pass-catching running back, you got one of those. So whatever his skill set is, they have someone with enough talent for him to maximize the skill set and then for the other guys to still play their role when he goes outside of what he's best at. I don't know that he could have gone to a better team. I don't know that any quarterback could have gone to a better team because, like I said, they have talent at every level. It's just a matter of someone putting it all together. And obviously the defense is going to give the offense the ball. So, I mean, I definitely that's a better situation. I definitely would pay attention to preseason, uh, you know, news out of camp, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fantasy things, because don't think automatically that Deontay Johnson is still the man. No, that was Ben right. Roethlisberger's guy. Yep. So we don't know who this guy's going to attract to. Him and Claypool may be on the same string. You know what I mean? So it could be uh, Firemuth, maybe his guy. So I think you just want to listen to account news and, and kind of watch some preseason games and get an idea of who maybe got the draft because when you look at the when the when the draft comes out, Deontay is gonna be ahead of all these guys. Yep. But you could be very well making a mistake because it could be Claypool could be the guy. You know what I mean? So you just I would just pay attention to something like that to see who's gonna be the guy that stands out with this yeah. new quarterback. Just to throw out that, just you know, that was I, I think they at 20, they can still get a quarterback even in the second round. People could look at like a Sam Howell going in the first, or if they wait to the second, that Notre Dame quarterback Jake Cohen uh, going there. So I don't think Trubisky's spot is in stone until we get, like you said, until they if they bypass the draft without a, a second round or first round quarterback, then it's clearly his. But they hey, still, real, real, real quick, Joe, I'm glad you said that. Uh, Sam Howell, man, I'm telling you. That pro day was don't, crazy. Don't, mean, sleep on, combine, don't, don't sleep on that kid. I mean, because a year ago, he was considered the guy, remember? And then this year, this football season happened, and then he just dropped. You know what I'm saying? But if you thought he was the man a year ago, shit, he, I, it's just the same skill set. I mean, I just think, you know, yeah. he had a down season for you know a team and everything. But he'll be a guy, I think, with first-round talent. And he might hit the twenty. He might. Yeah, that can maybe drop to the second though. Like I can very well see him drop it in the second, and uh, somebody getting a, a good player. I he think. seems like one of those people somebody will come up for, for, for in, in the yeah. second, or possibly come up from yeah. the second to the end of the first because they want that fifth year option. That's and what maybe, I'm thinking. He and, the steal is not to cut you off, Andy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and like you said, and maybe because of um the the the, the um pro day he had or whatever. The yeah, East West game, he killed yeah. the East West Shrine game, and then he had a really solid combine. Yeah, they say his arm was his arm was live. You know yeah. what I mean? So just I think he a kid that that's on that's on notice that people just, you know, they overlooked him because of the year he had this past year. Yeah, if they don't get him, like I said, Jack Cohen might be there in the second round, and he was another riser uh, as far as his like draft stock. So he might fall to them in the second round. I think. Trubisky might edge him out, but I think with his skill set, he might, if he ever slip as far as performance, Trubisky, uh, Cohen could definitely come in there and replace him and be two North, and be two North Carolina guys. What do you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> and in this day and age, you want to have, you know, the heir apparent, the guy behind the guy because people get hurt. I mean, it's, it's just a, a fact of football. You know, you don't want to be stuck with nothing and otherwise your team is ready to roll. So, 
moving on to our wide receivers, Devontae Adams is no longer a Green Bay Packer. Devontae Adams has been dealt to the Las Vegas Raiders to reunite with his cottage quarterback, Mr. Carr. Obviously, Devontae going anywhere is going to move the meter. What what do we think it does for Vegas? Man, David Carr is now going to be a offensive player of the year candidate. Look at the weapons he got. I mean, he got Devontae. He got a number. He got a sure wide receiver one. He has a sure tight end one. And then he has Edelman, Welker, whatever you want to call it, 2.0 in the slot. Has a pretty good running game behind him, a good running back behind him. It has a really good offense line in front of them. So, and, it, and, it, okay, don't, don't forget if, about that defense because, yeah. my God, what they just did. Yeah, but <laughs> if, if look at if Dave Carr cannot succeed with this team that he just right. got placed around him, he's just not going to get it. Like, Maybe this that's is gonna, the squad against one of them rookies you're talking about as far as quarterback is concerned. Say it again. Maybe this is a squad that gets one of those rookie quarterbacks that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I could see them drafting one. Yeah, but if he if he can't succeed, he just ain't got it. I mean, it's just not there because this team is they didn't put something together over there. You know what I'm saying? Like he been having a bromance with Devontae since college. Right. He's even come out and say, "Oh, uh, Brian Edwards reminds me of Devontae." You got it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you finally got him. You know what I'm saying? You got him. So he's in your locker room now. It's time for it to look like. So I think Devontae's gonna do well. I still have Devontae up there as far as, you know, wide receivers is concerned. Man, I, I think Carr will probably be the, a, a candidate of offensive player of the year with this with this new addition. He should. You're absolutely right. I mean, think about it this way. You can no longer double-team Waller. You can't even think about double-teaming Renfro. Man, no. You have to double-team Adams. Renfro is running free. Look at here. He should have 100 balls this year. Renfro should catch 100 balls this year, at least 90. 90 should be his floor. Like seriously. It's gonna be ridiculous. Ninety should be, be his floor. He might he may only get eight touchdowns. That's all you know he needs. But but ninety should be he should have ninety balls caught this year. Most definitely. Yeah. And the think, running game, my God. Like Jacobs is gonna be one of those guys you can get a little bit later as a starting running back. He's gonna have plenty of attempts in the red zone to get a touchdown. And he's gonna get most of them. Yeah, I think that to your point, that's the 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 beautiful part of it because in the red zone, all of them are lethal. So yeah, except Jeff Jacobs is like that's a clear. He's gonna have probably over ten touchdowns this year, and he can catch. Everybody forget he can catch. Um, Derek Carr, I think like to your point before I go to Devontae, his career it's so hard to say who the ch- the chicken of the egg because he's been going through so many coordinators, so many head coaching changes. And even his second year with Gruden's offense, really, we saw the improvement. But we'll, I think with Josh Daniels, I think that's a perfect marriage, uh, him and Daniels. But like you said, he has no excuses with these weapons. And with Devontae, is, I think you're in the right division. It, who's going to guard him? You know, Even in the, AFC, the NFC North, nobody could guard him. But who's going to guard him in, in the AFC West? Like, I don't, I don't see nobody, honestly. I think that's it's, it bodes well for them as an offense. And I think uh, Renfro, bum, bum, uh, Edelman or Welker, this might be Cooper Cup season. Like his, I love about him, he has so many different releases and different ways to get off the ball, so many ways to get open. You can't scheme for him. Like he can run every route. And I think he's not just left to being in the inside. You can stack him with Wilder on one side. Move him over to Devontae. Like he about to, he might be top eleven, top ten receiver this year. All seriousness, because of 
all the opportunities he's gonna have to to eat. Would you That's be surprised sure. if I told you that he was the top twelve receiver this year? Oh, so we got to move that up. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was he was legit a number one wide receiver this year. He came in at number twelve. I've been watching football forever. I've never seen nothing like this before. Ever on paper, I've right. never seen a division this strong before. On paper, you know, the, back in the days you had the NFC East used to be strong. You know, back in the days, but on paper, I've never seen this type of talent at quarterback on every team, yeah, and this type of talent just amongst the like it's defense, the pass rushes in this conference. Man, this thing is crazy, man, crazy. This, and then, this, I need man. y'all to understand. What Josh McDaniels has accumulated in one offseason is what he's been begging Bill Belichick to get in the offseason that he's made numbers with in New England. He has talent on every level. He has a Gronk-like tight end. He has a number one wide receiver of the likes, which he's never worked with before. He has his go-to guy in the slot, Welker, Edelman, et cetera, type of, uh, or Meyer type of a guy. He has everything at every level. and then. His worst position, I would say right now, is probably Brian Edwards at the number two. For that to be your worst? I mean, my good, and actually that's the number. He's going to be guarded by the number three corner now. I mean, man, don't be surprised. If, don't be surprised if they, somebody else in there by the time the season starts. I don't think the Raiders are done. Um, I can see that too. And Brian Edwards is cool, but he's a project they didn't see for three years now, I think, three or four years. And they seen what he, he's, uh, He's offering. He shows some little flash here and there, but never nothing. So I wouldn't be surprised if another veteran or somebody come in on the other side of the team. I don't. Well, they I don't, can get a rookie. They got picks. Yeah, yeah. I think they get somebody like Calvin. Austin Just imagine if they it. had if they had the the uh, uh rugs though. Jesus. Yeah. And that's yeah. my point. I think they oh can go and get God. somebody like a Calvin Austin who just killed the forty with the fastest forty. Yeah. They had a rug. Go for Just it. getting vertical. Yeah, underneath, get, you're not gonna hold one for underneath. It's just not gonna happen. It's not. You got the 22nd pick. Mm-hmm. Calvin Austin should be there. You got Allen Robinson, who just joined the Super Bowl winning Rams. Just signed a three year deal there. Now this one, at first, I was like, man, they. So I guess I guess OBJ's done there. But then quickly after that, you had Robert Woods go to the Titans. So I kind of see how it helps both teams, and I don't see how it hurts either team. They finally have a reliable number two receiver in Tennessee, and Anna Robinson basically is the perfect replacement for the guy that he's replacing. Um, The difference is Woods has never been a one. Allen has. So at some point in time during the season, Matthew Stafford will have three number one wide receivers on the field at the same time. And your uh, boy Akers – Coming out of the backfield, it's Higby. This is another stacked offense, like at every level. I know Allen Robinson is considered a number one, um, but I think Robert Woods is more valuable than Allen Robinson. This dude is a hell of a blocker. He is, and and, and, and that's that, yeah. and, and that's the thing that Cooper Cup and that's that was one of the things that that um, McVeigh had in his like, you know, he had two starting receivers that block. I mean, Cooper Cup will block, and will, these boys hitting linebackers. Like, yeah. These boys ain't shying away from no contact. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he plays the slide very well. I just think Robert Woods is more valuable. I understand Ellen Robinson will be considered a better talent, maybe. 
But in me personally, you don't Robert Woods don't go for no six round pick. Like this is ridiculous. Like if you're the Patriots, you need to get on the horn. If you're one of these teams, like Jacksonville, you just spent 17 million on the wide receiver. Are you kidding me? You get on the horn and you get guys like this. This guy's a he's a hell of an athlete and he blocks. People don't understand how how valuable to have a wide receiver in there that will block. You see how it has done the Pittsburgh Steelers in the days when they had Hans Ward and you got yeah. Anquan Bolden, you got Larry Fitzgerald, you got these wide receivers that have put their hands on you. It makes the running game so much easier. You know what I mean? So I, I hate to see Robert Woods go, um, but for a six-round pick, Tennessee shouldn't have got him. I think there's a lot more teams that that's wide receiver. Well, I mean, it's no different than the Browns gave up a fifth-round pick for Cooper. So the, the thing is, if they were in a a, a situation to where as there's right. a salary cap or something like that, and they're going to end up having to cut somebody anyway, cool. They'll take this, what they can get for him. But I think that's but this this is the thing. Like who you who's on the phone? All right, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd rather have Cooper and Robert Woods than damn Christian Kirk. But that that move was made beforehand. So, but but what I'm but it's still possible is what I'm saying. It's not like it's impossible. Like it just don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, like, now look, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah. But but they didn't know Allen Robinson was going to go to the Rams when they paid Kirk all that money. Yeah, oh, but I'm that's sure why they you, you don't pay Kirk all that damn money. That's the point. You but money patient. ain't the problem for them. They can still pay one of them guys. None That's, of them want to go there. Yeah, Allen Robinson you, damn yeah, sure wasn't going to But you just wasted. You paying this boy wide receiver one wide receiver one money. For but, what? Because what? no one else would go there. Don't. That's why you tra- – that bingo. That's why you get traded there. Who, but who, whom? Like, like, what do you – I mean – I'm just saying. Everybody knew – I mean, I feel you. I mean, don't, no, don't hear what but, I'm not saying. I feel but listen, you. listen, it was – you're talking about that that move was made before the Mark Cooper – it was no secret. Everybody knew Mari Cooper was not going to be a Dallas Cowboy this year. It was no secret. That cap hit. Everybody knew that. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole league knew it. You get on the phone. You see about that. You spend your fifth round pick. You spend a fourth round pick for Mari Cooper if you can. You know what I mean? Because he's a top ten wide receiver in the last some odd years that he's been in the league. Actually, you look at fantasy. Fantasy numbers as far as production. As far as production, he's a top ten wide receiver since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. So certain guys you know are going to get moved. They're going to get cut or whatever. They're looking for trade partners. It's, we know that. You get on the phone. You don't pay no Christian Kirk, no 17. What has he done? What This guy even lost his damn job damn near this past year. He wasn't even on the field hardly. Oh, no, it wasn't damn near. He lost his job. Remember? But you, you, you go from getting losing your job. I see if he had 1,000-yard receivers, seasons and seasons and seasons, just had a down year like a Allen Robinson or something, but mm-hmm. he's done absolutely nothing in his league to get paid that type of money. That's a lot to unpack because uh, I think, like you said, to your point, uh, Robert Woods to Tennessee, it's a really good move. I think mm-hmm. he has a lot in his tank, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, relatively absolutely. speaking. And we talking about yeah. somebody as far as getting separation and yak and stuff like that. That's the reason why they brought him over there in addition to his blocking skills. I think the difference is is that Robert um, Woods Alan, blocking for Derrick Henry? Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So with Allen Robinson, I think it was just that they needed somebody who was Van Jefferson fast and had reliable hands because Van Jefferson was was supposed to be way better than what he was. By getting Allen yeah. Robinson, you're getting the speed plus the skill set similar to Robert Woods, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of like that move going to there. And then to touch on Christian Kirk, is it's TBD with him. Like 
he really does. He, he reminds me a lot of Brandon Cooks, and he has a lot of the intangibles, a lot of the skill set. He even almost had a thousand yards this year. This is why I'm kind of surprised we're talking down about him. Yeah, but you also got to think who's been behind him every year. He's had Larry Fitzgerald there. He's had a you know D Hop there. Like he's never gotten a chance to break out other than the receivers that are there. And then based on where he played on the field in that offense and Kingsbury offense, he was just asked to be a slot receiver. It's not that he can't do other things. But this this dude's been in the league four years already. What but more? he's still been productive. To, if you look at like he hasn't been like you said like a thousand yard season, but even before in twenty twenty, he still had six touchdowns, six hundred twenty. That's yards. not seventeen million dollars. Look, I think the Jazz over. <laughs> like, but like they said, you you gotta pay the cost to get somebody tech. to come to, to to your team. Yeah. Nobody going to the Jags to uh, it's they the Jags tax. Right. That's why you get. That's why you had to get traded. We all we also know when you, when you teams like Cleveland, even Seattle, to be honest with you, um, if they don't draft the talent. You very rarely see free agents go to these places because right, of right. The, the living in these areas. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to live in Cleveland. Nope. Um <laughs> but trade in Carolina man, ain't that much better. Trade. You think you think a Mark Cooper wanna be in Cleveland? I bet you Mark Cooper would rather be in Jacksonville than Cleveland. He get that state tax, that, yeah. that, that no state tax. Yeah. He get way better weather. I bet you he'd rather be in Jacksonville than be in well, Cleveland. Nah, I don't know. Cause he got Deshaun Watson as his quarterback now, so maybe Cleveland ain't quite so bad. The sunshine. No, no, no. Right. Life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to win, of course, he'd rather be there. But as far as just like in comparison to two cities. Oh no, please. there's no comparison. Right. And you, you're a hop, skip, and a jump away from Miami or Orlando. Yeah, nah. Right. It, yeah, it's not. Yeah. But I, I just think the drama had to play out with the Cowboys. I think the thing mm-hmm. the longest was them expecting him to take less money. And he like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I feel like they really did him dirty. And he was just, they just had was a situation that had to play out for him to finally go there. It wasn't like he was available from the jump of free agency. I think they tried to screw him over. And they oh, yeah. ended up getting screwed over in the end because Watson ended up being the quarterback instead of Baker Mayfield. So I, I, I think they wanted to send him to the abyss never to be heard of again. And they're going to hear his name quite a bit. Um, you got Juju Smith-Schuster signs with Kansas City. DJ Moore inked a three-year extension. With the Panthers, the Panthers still don't have a quarterback. They're going to be one of the teams seemingly now in line for a rookie, and they still may go after a veteran as well. If I'm the Panthers, nah, that would never happen. They're in the same division. There's no way they would send Matt Ryan to the Panthers. I I don't want Baker Mayfield because he'd be just good enough to keep the job, which means that you would just be mediocre. So then you can't even get good draft picks. Man, so may- maybe you do go the way of the draft you, and you see whether or not the guy you drafted is better than Sam Darnold. Now, if we remember at the beginning of the season, before Christian McCaffrey got hurt and before Sam Darnold himself got hurt, they were actually cooking a little bit. Sam Darnold had the most rushing TDs to that point of any quarterback in the league, and he, he didn't look too bad. So. I mean, maybe you go with the best rookie on board or maybe you go up to get the rookie that you really, really want out of the rookie. But as far as I'm concerned, there's there's not much out there at this point. The kind of the tea leaves have kind of settled and people are where they're going to be. I really don't think that it would bode well for them to go after a like Jimmy G type or something like that. I mean, like, you know, you what might have to do. Just scratch the whole offense, bring in someone like a Tyler Hundley, and and go with their offensive coordinator and make him your 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 head coach and just run that type of offense because running the straight up offense what they're running right now is just not gonna work. 
So why don't you get something that's a little more, you know, I don't want to say trickery, but get you a, a bit running more nuance. Yeah, get you get you that style of quarterback. Go with like a Tyler Huntley. Bring in my boy. Um, what's my boy name? OC for the Ravens. Oh, um, uh, Greg Roman. Roman bring in, yeah, bring Roman. in Roman and, and just rock out. So, play defense. Play defense and, and and run the ball. Trade for Huntley. Draft Willis. Let him duke it out. Yeah. I mean that that I mean something like that Why not? would probably be their best bet right now. I you could run the ball, play defense. They got a, they got a decent little defense. They still have enough uh cause they've been drafting defense for the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean one draft, they just pick all defensive players. Um and there's some really good guys in this draft, like really low, especially in the secondary. There's a lot of decent guys in this draft that you can get in uh second and third round guys. Play because defense. You didn't give away all your picks. Yeah. You still have McCaffrey. Bring in another – bring in – go get Marlon Mack. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, and uh, run the ball. When you say go get Marlon Mack, is that in, in addition to the guys that's there? Yes. Or are you, are you saying get rid of yes. CMC? Yeah. No, keep CMC and bring in Marlon Mack. Because you, you remember they got Deontay Foreman. Okay. Bring in Marlon Mack. Uh, <laughs> bring in Marlon Mack. You know what I'm saying? You could probably get him for a seventh round pick right now. Go get Huntley. Probably get him for a sixth or a fifth right now. Like you don't you don't really have to spend capital to get these guys. They're going for absolutely small draft picks, like late yeah. draft picks. You can spend six and fifth round picks. Bring these guys in, bring Roman in, the system's there, run the damn ball and play defense. That'd bring a whole different dynamic to this comp to this division. I agree. But you all of saying? that ain't gonna happen in one offseason. So it can. If you bring in the quarterback in the in the in the OC that's connected. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but if if that was the direction that they were going to take, you would probably already hear some things. Oh about no, no, it's too late now. Boy, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's too late now. But I think Greg will never leaving the Ravens. Like he's going to be there. For he leave for a head coaching job. Everybody want to be a head coach. Does he ever? Does he ever even get interviewed? I don't even no, hear his name. I didn't think he ever nah. get interviewed. But he, I think he's he's there to stay, and that and that like yeah. he's not going nowhere. That's interesting. Zay Jones moved to Jacksonville. DJ Chark is <laughs> DJ Chark is signing with Detroit. He has a, a, a one-year deal in Detroit for 10 mil. James Washington is going back home to Texas. He is now a mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboy. He signed a one-year deal. Byron mm-hmm. Pringle has a new home in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson is now with the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Ray Ray McLeod lands with San Francisco. Do with that what you will, gentlemen. I just think the James Washington move is a little interesting. Uh, what really? I mean, I was a fan of him come out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a. I think he won the Blitnikoff, if I'm not mistaken. Um, didn't really do much in Pittsburgh, but now that he's in Dallas, they're gonna throw the ball. Um, I see him being the Cedric Wilson. Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, who else is there? I mean, it's only him, Gallup, and and Lamb. Yep. So he's gonna get some 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 targets and some mm-hmm. you know. So I and think Cedric Wilson kind of came out of nowhere. Right. So I could do that same type of you know, that's why in the Dynasty League I, I went and picked them up. I'm like, mm. this dude could probably make a little bit of noise. I'm not looking for him to be some world beater or nothing like that. But if he has a good team, first game, he has a team that's gonna throw trade the ball. his ass quick. You can the Cowboys can throw it 40 plus times easy. Facts. You know what I mean? So he's gonna get some some look. So um the chart move, it's interesting. I didn't see that one coming. I thought he was going somewhere either. else. Um, I really thought he was going up in New England to be 100 with you. Yeah, I guess they want to replace the Tyrell. They, they made a mistake with the Tyrell Williams move. 
So this was that. You know what I mean? They're going to try to write that wrong. Uh, the Ray Ray McLeod move, I think more of a special teams guy. I don't really think he'll see much. He put any pressure really on the wide receivers that's there. Um, don't look now, but Detroit is putting together a little something-something. St. Brown stood. DJ Chark, I think he'll be... Oh, so what you think about the other kid? I need to cut you. The um, What's the kid from Green Bay? The other Brown, the other St. Brown. Did he go to the Bears? Did he go to the Bears? They were talking about it. I don't know if it was ever official. Yeah. Did, they, I, did he actually did yeah, he sign? I, yeah, I think he signed with the Bears. Okay. I, I saw I saw something saying that, that they were looking at him, but I, I don't know. I mean, like if you can't if if you can't excel with Aaron Rodgers, I don't I don't know that it'll be the same with Fields. I I, I don't know. I, I didn't see enough from him in Green Bay to be able to judge how he should what what'll happen in Chicago. And Chicago seems like they're just putting together like a Comedian. A hodgepodge group. He's a, big, he's, a, he's a big boy. He's six five. Yeah, but that didn't. I mean, why didn't that help him in 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 Green Bay? Like he didn't get any looks at all. Like he yeah. not even Lazard beat him out as the number two guy. Yeah. So I mean, and not and I don't think that much of Lazard. So I I, I don't know. That'll be interesting though. Yeah. Yeah, what do you I, think about Wilson in Miami? I don't. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't think it really does anything. Honestly. Okay. I think they still, if anything, they might still target a wide receiver in the draft, believe it or not. I'm surprised Park is still on that team. I thought they were going to either trade him or drop him, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I'm surprised Devontae uh, ship him to Green Bay. That's yeah, what I would bro. do. Yeah. Finally, he go to Green Bay, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, ship him, go get, it, go get you a fifth round or something. That's what I would do. Save some money on the books and ship him off. I think Miami still are making moves though. The coaches, you know, quietly making little moves here and there. Yeah. We probably see more to come. I was gonna say that the biggest move was DJ Shark to the Lions. I, it's it's a crapshoot in the sense where it just either he gonna uh say Brown's gonna become the number one, but if he doesn't, DJ Shark, that dude just don't know how to do anything but get open. He blow past people, he can go up and get it. He Might just be can't two stay number one healthy. Might be too, and then they got a tight end. They got a running back. They finally fixed their line. They're putting together a team. Running backs. You had Raheem Mostart go to the Miami Dolphins. Cordero Patterson re-signed with Atlanta. Damian Williams went to the Falcons. Amir Abdullah signed with the Raiders. Chase Edmonds signs with Miami as well. Brandon Bowden signs with the Raiders. So mm-hmm. Miami is putting together a San Francisco-like... Uh, East Coast, right? Yeah, basically San Francisco South type mm-hmm. of offensive backfield where they have you know, thunder and lightning and then one that can kind of do both type of situations because let's remember, Gaskins is still there as well. So you have Edmonds, Mostart, and Gaskins all in the same backfield. I think that'll bode well for the Miami backfield, which was an issue this past year. The only thing with the Gaskins, I'm not sure if he's a one-cut runner. You know, just because you're a decent running back and you think you get behind that Shanahan system, it's gonna, not necessarily. Like they, they look for a particular guy, and I don't know if he fits that mold as far as the runners he's looking for. I mean, the guy's familiar with Edmonds because he's playing division with him. Right. So that's why he brought him in. And then Mostert is a guy that's going to come in, hit the ground running. Yo, Mostert is made – I think I said this before – Moster is made for this system. Like he's he ideal. He just can't stay healthy. Like yeah, Shan. Like this is the if he can have anybody, it would be Moster. Like this is the most. Moster can stay healthy for a season. He may be a fantasy. MVP oh, for sure. Where you can get him. 
if you watch his games, I mean, this this dude is getting out of there. I mean, I think he ran the fastest time, I think, of all time, 23 miles an hour or something like that. Like, this dude can – he got some wheels. He run like I think him and Tariq, he was like the only people who ran over 23 miles an hour. Like, he won cut and he out of there. He getting out of there. I mean, but he just can't stay healthy. So, hopefully – that happens this year, but he's he's actually cut out for the system. Uh, that's another guy I went and made a move for. I think he, if he can stay healthy, he can do well, very well. Yeah, I'm scared of that backfield because, like you said, they got too many running backs there. So I'm just kind of that's why I'm kind of like thrown off with that one. Um, I, like you said, to my to your point, I do think most are most are can easily get 1,200 yards if he's the guy, but. Because of how many running backs they still got on there and, and how they contract, they got four or five dudes in there that can do the same thing. But like you said, his skill set just fits the best. Um, I don't want to get ahead of what, uh, what we got as far as the free agents. Oh, that's that's all I got to say. And, and and also pay attention to that. Uh, like you said, um, they 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 are pretty much building that that San Francisco South because did you pay attention to the fullback? The fullback that they offered, mm-hmm. and he got a good payday too. The losses of just that Kyle use check. That that it. There you go. And goal. Like you think about it. In today's football, you don't see many fullbacks. You don't. It ain't like back in the day when everybody had, you know, the Tom Rathmans and the Dan Moose Johnsons, and you know, you had the the, the hard nosed fullback. But yeah, so you know for sure what he's building. You, you, oh yeah. You can st- you can see what he's building. So oh, now, yeah. now, now he just said, "Look, he he don't have a a a, a Debo or Ayuk style of, of of wide receiver." But he does, him. he does, and I, I didn't oh, want to. Oh, I'm tripping. He I'm does, tripping. and Waddle is the ultimate guy. Oh, I'm no, no, it's not even Waddle. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. It's not even Waddle. See, and I know we in this dynasty. With Albert league. Wilson? No, we. I know we in this dynasty league, right? And, and you know, I be knowing things, and sometimes, like, man, but this for the fans, you know what I'm saying? So. Whatever. Pay attention as time goes on. But there's a kid on the team called Lynn Bowden. I don't know if y'all familiar with Lynn Bowden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was but, a running back slash wide receiver. Bingo. Bingo. And so far in this offseason, ah, him and I see what you did. Yeah, there. Bowden Jr. <laughs> in this yeah. in this offseason, him and Tua has been like connected at the hip. Okay. So kind of just pay attention to that. If there is a Debo, it's him. It's not the other guys. It would be him because he's the guy that's kind of – he's already on the team. He's that Swiss Army knife type of guy. Like you said, he's the running back slash wide receiver type. So, Lynn Bowden will be the guy in the Debo role if they decided to go that way. I think with him, only thing just to be devil's advocate, we don't know if he's going to get LaVisca Sinault or Debo as far as his usage. Only because, like you said, Albert Wilson's there, Waddle. Um, and then the plethora of running backs, but his upside, like you said, he has crazy upside to do all those things. But Janelle mm-hmm. also had the same for sure. Now, if he get Leviscus, you if he if they get Leviscus, then you, you best believe everybody can see that coming, you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is a perfect segue into our last set of free agent slash moves made this week. We can start out with Mike Gasecki. He inked his franchise tender with Miami. You had CJ Uzama is now a Jet. OJ Howard is now a Buffalo Bill. Austin Hooper joined the Tennessee Titans. Ricky Seals-Jones has a new home as the only 
tight end on the Giants depth chart. In each one of these cases, I actually like the move. Hooper, I think he wasn't used the way he could or should be used in Cleveland. And I think Tennessee has been yearning to have a pass catching and blocking tight end that can really utilize the role that they used to give out in that tight end role. And they thought that they had with the tight ends that they had on the roster. OJ Howard, I think he'll make a great second tight end in Buffalo red zone type guy. Ricky Seals Jones, he could do some things if he could stay healthy with the Giants. They definitely like to use that position. For that to be one of the first guys of Dab- for Dabble to go out and get, and for him to be the only tight end on the roster, even if they you know go grab a rookie or something like that, it does normally take, unless they use their first round pick and get one of the best on the board, it does normally take rookie tight ends at least a season or so to kind of get their feet wet. So uh, I would look to Ricky Seals Jones, barring injury, to be one of those, you know, zero tight end strategy type guys you can maybe get him and a hooper kind of late and or or even a uzama kind of late and then play that you know best matchup type of situation on a weekly basis and then there'll be some tight ends on your waivers too that you'll see kind of will rise to the top that's kind of what i see in this hodgepodge here nah i'm gonna make it quick i agree with you totally Uh, this year probably one of the best years to go zero tight end when you go as far as drafting your team because that's a lot of good value on the back end, you know, like Albert O, you know, with the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like he's going to probably get some nice little red zones. Touches Zach as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, you can go. So you definitely can go zero tight end. Pick the tight end with your last pick. That means this is definitely the year for it because we've seen a little, little digress, you know, with the with the tight end position this year. You know, usually yeah. you will have someone like the Kelsey and these guys stand way out from everybody else. But this year has been a little, a little closer. And as Kelsey get a year older, it's probably going to be a little more closer. And then Wilder got another guy in the heart and in, in, in the hen house. It's going to be a little bit closer. It's a and, completely uh, different offense. Yeah. So Wilder is not going to get the targets that he got before. Right. So I don't recommend spending your second round. I didn't see them going the second round, third round, picking no tight end. I just don't nah. see it. I definitely don't recommend you doing Unless that. Unless it's Kelsey. If Kelsey make it to the third round, you hop on it. If you late, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I, I still think you can get a value at that point in the draft that you can still be okay with. I agree, right. but there is no wide receiver on the board in the third round that's better than Travis Kelsey. So just numbers in general, he'll get you more points than even a wide receiver would in that round. And about, unless there's a Cooper Cup type year. Or, or what about like a, you, you speak on the early? What about a Renfro? He'll be there. Because a lot of guys would be the third. I, I get, I'll get Kelsey before I got Renfro. Yeah, I think with this tight end group, it's it's really good. Like, going back to Hooper, I think, like you said, this is a really huge bounce back for Hooper because he fits perfectly what the hell Tennessee want to do. Great inline blocker, great running, like run blocker, period. But he still got hands, and he can definitely be a threat vertically. I think that was the perfect pickup. Yeah. I think also, too, like I'm more so waiting to see how to draft Helen out only because I really like Trey McBride. We're talking about Kelsey just now. He can become a Kelsey. No problem. I think his last season uh, playing there, he had like 98 receptions uh, in college just last year. So I want to see where he goes. And Jalen Watermeyer, I'm looking to see where he goes, too. I think this group is definitely a, a solid group of tight ends like like you said you can literally wait to later on in the draft and come out clean as far as a sleeper as far as tight end irv smith man I, I, yeah you're right this dude was about to destroy about the nfl man i, I think he would he would have had 1200 yards easy if he was healthy he's about to kill it there may be the same number of tight ends as usual that rise to the top 
but because there's so many different ones to choose from that could be in that number basically what we're saying is this might be the best year to look at a tight end position as a lottery ticket type of a situation you know you might not win the million but it might be one of those scratch offs that you paid a dollar for and got a hundred or you may pay a dollar for it get five bucks or you may pay a dollar for it and just get a dollar you can use that dollar and get another scratch off so just you know stay water as far as that position is concerned some other positions that are a little bit more important may end up being the ones that you want to go with first based on the availability of guys that are quote unquote special if you will well we will be back with you on next monday we'll be able to figure out exactly what else happened within free agency and as free agency starts to wind down a little bit we'll start to be able to read the tea leaves as far as what holes are left to fills on teams that are going to be drafting and where they're drafting we'll get a little bit more into the guys that you should keep an eye on as far as rookies are concerned again we have the rookie extraordinaire bro joe that's going to be breaking down a lot of information as far as rookies are concerned, best fits, things of that nature. But for now, we out.